0: Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions.
1: Welcome to all of you, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us in on one of the streaming services, this is episode number 40 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. My name is Paul Bareka. And I'm here with certified financial planner, William Baraka. And today, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk objectively about four different ways available to do your financial and wealth planning. And those four are the do-it-yourself route. The second one is using what they call a robo-advisor. We'll kind of talk what that is. We'll we'll, we'll discuss that. Using a full-service wealth planning service or going to your local bank branch. Now, just a quick disclosure beforehand. Us here at West End Wealth Planning, we are a full service wealth planning service. We feel that's a pretty good option for most people, but it's absolutely not the right choice for everyone. And that's hopefully what we're here to go over today. Talk about the pros and cons of each. So you out there can decide, hey, what's the right one for me? Because there are certainly pros and cons of each of the different four areas.
2: We're not here to to trash any one way to get financial services. Like you said, Paul, each one has its benefits. Yep, yep, absolutely. And depending on your situation, one is probably better for you than the other. So we're here to break down each option. So hopefully at the end of this, you give a better idea of which, uh,
1: which solution is best for you. Yeah, the best fit is crucial to your success. Now, by the way, we've all heard the commercial. The one that says you can retire up to 30% richer who wouldn't want to retire with 30% more money? <laughs> and that the commercial suggests that by investing with this firm that virtually everyone knows, your fees are about 30% less. And therefore, you're going to have more money down the road. And there's certainly truth to that. Now, the secret with paying fees, the way I see it, is if you're getting value for your fees, it's worthwhile. If you're not getting value for your fees, then it's a complete waste of money. And I think the best part about that commercial is it helps people think often where perhaps they hadn't thought about this before. And that, that's, all, that's all helpful. And by the way, before we get started, I think we should briefly go over really what wealth planning is. And according to the Financial Planning Standards Association, which is the organization that handles the certified financial planning designation, wealth planning means a number of things. It means not only investment planning, which is what the majority of people look at, It means education planning. You know, analyzing what your your children will need to educate themselves, risk management and insurance, putting the proper insurance in place that will make sure the plans that you put in place actually happen. Tax planning, huge and lot area, understanding the taxation of investments, understanding the taxation of different strategies, and doing what the wealth do is to plan ahead to save taxes down the road. Of course, estate planning and retirement planning and goal setting, huge thing. So those are all according to the Financial Planning Standards Association. Those are the, the full parts of the financial planning area. So, well, why don't we get into it and talk about the first one, which is the do-it-yourself. This is the first way, avenue, you might say, to wealth and investment planning, do-it-yourself. So why don't we talk about how that is? And first thing is, you know, a number of the institutions, right? The big major financial institutions, they'll have discount brokerages that.
2: Yeah. And so all, all this is, is just basically, it just handles the investment side of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: it just, you again, go to a discount brokerage, any of the platforms out there, and they give you their platform so you can buy and sell investments for yourself. And it's aptly named as the name would suggest, you do it yourself. So there's not much It's, it's cheap that comes with it. The benefits are that, like you said, Paul, very, very cheap. A lot of them they offer free trades as well. So you don't have to pay commissions on trades. So there's value to it. I think a do-it-yourself platform can be very can be a really good fit, Paul, for people. Maybe if, if they have a very simple situation or they're they're just out of school. Just starting their jobs, and they've again not not too many financial needs at this point, just need to park their money somewhere, get some, get some simple investments going, can be a great fit for that. Cause again, the the prices will be very low. Another situation where it could be a good fit is if you pay a fee-only financial planner to do all the complex financial planning that a full service planner provides, like the insurance planning, the tax planning, retirement planning but you you still feel like you have the emotional wherewithal and mental wherewithal to do your own investing. So you can pay the fee-only planner to take care of all that and then just do your own investing at this discount brokerage. That's the type of situations where this type of platform could be the right fit for you.
1: Yeah. Some of the other advantages of do it yourself are, it's certainly the cheapest way of doing this. You have complete control over what you do Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. You have a large selection of different investments. Normally, the big brokerage firms, they they have a very large plethora of basically any stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever. And it can be fun if you're the person that likes doing that, if you like doing your own research, if you like doing all and you do it regularly. And I've met people like this. It can be a lot of fun. So those are kind of the pros.
2: Now, some now, of the negatives are like you mentioned yeah. the free trading and just be aware and i don't want to talk about specifics because each pla- each individual platform is a little different on how they conduct business but remember nothing in life is free so if you're not directly paying oh, yeah. paying for something then you are you become the product it's like social media like you don't pay for facebook but they they sell your data they target advertisements towards you that's how they make money so these platforms can do that in a way by selling order flow, uh, lending out securities, that sort of thing. So just be aware of that. Again, nothing comes for free in life. Absolutely true. And Uh, another another negative is, again, investing, great in theory, go do it on your own. Don't pay any fees, great in theory. But a lot of people do benefit from just even having a, a coach to guide you along, Paul, like Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's business partner, likes to say that good investing is is simple, but not easy. And a big part of that is all the emotional biases. And we've been over this before that everyone oh, yeah. from. And that's a, there's a big reason why a lot of studies have shown that investors usually underperform the investments they own. And that's, again, because of these inherent biases that all of us are guilty of. And it can lead to emotional decisions like buying low, selling high. And that's sort of the thing. So a lot of people can benefit from having a coach on the side to help pick what's the right investment for them and then keep them on
1: track, not always getting in and out of the market. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do about looking at coaching Williams, the best athletes in the world, the best business leaders, they all have coaches. They all do because the coaches see things that they can't. So and uh, that's there's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which was a a psychological trait where people who get a small bit of knowledge essentially feel they're much more have much more expertise than they actually do. And that a small bit of information can often be a very, very dangerous thing. And again, do it yourself or can be work great. But you got to understand, do you have the time ongoing time? Do you have the energy? Do you have the desire to do this week after week, month after month. Do they have the acumen, the interest and knowledge and emotional discipline? If you do, then it might make sense for you. By the way, if you have all that, you could probably make it be a good financial advisor. Let's move on to the next one, which is the robo-advisor. And that's kind of something new that's come along in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years. And that's where, well, you, you pay a modest fee for financial advice. And here's what we want to explain. There are two ways you pay for advanced financial advice. One is the cost that goes to the advisor. And the other one is the cost that goes for the money management fees. If there's an ETF or a mutual fund, there's a cost. If you buy an individual security, then there is no upfront cost. So, Will, with a robo-advisor, that it's modest price for financial advice. I looked up online one of the major ones, and they charge a half a percent for their financial advice. I think upward to a half a million. Then it went down to 40 basis points. Reasonable, very reasonable. Same thing with their portfolio solutions. They're usually a reasonable price, not always the cheapest, but they're a very modest, reasonable price. You're probably going to get all in for 1%, something like this. Well, I think that's uh,
2: a yeah, of course. Yeah, it differs from platform to platform, yeah. um, but in, in general, pretty well-priced. And again, robo-advisors Similar to do it the do it yourself platforms, they're a great option and they're they're very welcome entry into the marketplace here. It makes investing more accessible and easy for again yeah. those people in simple situations or, or those starting, starting out. Ads. Because yeah. unfortunately, a lot of planners they just can't the the business models doesn't support taking on smaller, smaller accounts. accounts. Doesn't work. Doesn't it, it doesn't work. So this is a great option for those who maybe at this point of their lives can't access uh, the full service financial planner. And the great majority of times, that's not what's needed at that point in their lives anyways. So this is a great kind of option
1: for those just starting out. Now, again, a little bit more about the robo-advisor. Generally, they'll have a few set portfolios. And you choose from them so there's not a lot of options normally they'll have a conservative portfolio a balanced and so forth and you're going to choose from them and generally they're self rebalancing and so forth so again modest fees for financial advice modest fees for portfolio solutions set portfolios generally
2: one of the benefits of this compared to the do-it-yourself platform is that there's more of a cost obviously but with that, you do get access to some form of financial advice. That's a big, big benefit. People, for example, there's someone to answer the question, like, should I invest in my RSP or TFSA? And there's someone who can, who's available that can give you advice on that.
1: Now, the drawback to that is that... Well, just, just if I could go back with some of the the more advantages, again, just for you, the modest cost, there is some help, as you mentioned good for simple relatively simple solutions and good for starting out so now let's talk about the disadvantages Will- well
2: yeah so the disadvantage of the advice side is it's great that you do get advice but you get what you pay for i suppose like so for example if you have a full service financial planner They're very, they get to know you. They provide very personal service. For example, Paul, like when a client calls me without even looking at my computer, I can instantly recall their their family history, what's going on in their lives, what are their financial goals, what's happened to this point. Whereas a robo-advisor, it'll be more like a, a call center. So just a number you can call and there is someone on the other line to give you advice, but they don't know much about you. So the the advice, it's, it's a lot more generic. That's good for providing general advice on common financial questions.
1: But there is a bit of a drawback in terms
2: of you won't get that personal place. Personal
1: yeah. So like we said before, for relatively simple situations, it can be a very, very good option. I was just yeah. looking at the, uh, you're generally going to be dealing with a not an experienced advisor, someone new starting out. I just looked quickly at one of the websites for one of the more dominant places, and the average advisor earns about $65,000 there. Not a lot of money for paying for financial advice. The other thing, too, a bit of a disadvantage, you're only going to be provided in-house products. Here's the different portfolios, and they may be very good solutions. Some of them, I'm sure, are very good. Some of them are average or below average, but that's your choice. You don't get a lot of choice going with the robo-advisor. Okay. So, want to move on? Let's to move the on. Full service holistic planners. Yeah. So, okay. of course, what is it? These are independent wealth planning firms that can be either independent or owned by the bank. And supposedly, the advisor you're going to get your own dedicated advisor that will guide you through all the aspects of wealth planning. We went through that before: the tax planning, the estate planning, the insurance plan, and they put it all together for you and build you a plan and have a regular review process. They handle all the paperwork. They do the research. They do the recommending. They tell you, you know, here's a strategy we want to use. Their goal is they're supposed to bring you proactively new ideas to the table, proactively set up regular updates and review meetings. So, it's kind of a if you don't have a lot of time or interest in this, this may be your best solution. Because you know what, if you're a, a business owner or you're of a busy family life, you don't probably have time to do all of yeah. this yourself. It's going to be might really might feel real that you can do it, or so you may feel like you
2: can do it, but a lot of people just, as you're getting to, don't want to. There's a whole host of things in all of our lives that maybe we we physically or, or mentally are capable of doing, but we just choose to outsource it to a professional just to take it
1: off of our plates. Here's a great example. I got to go well, a great example of that. It's not uncommon. We have clients who they're retiring and they'll say things like, now I can spend more time on this. I can dig into all the nitty gritty. But you know what, if you've gone through your whole life and you haven't spent huge amounts of time looking at uh, wealth planning, uh, you know, taxes and investments, it's probably because You don't really want to spend that much time on it. That's not going to change. And here's what happens: some people will all of a sudden start doing a huge amount of research on this. They'll do it for a month or two. And then it'll just fade away and it won't happen anymore. Unless you do it your whole life, you're probably not going to do it once you retire, also.
2: And just another benefit of having that full service planner is that again, maybe you are doing it yourself and you, you could be doing a good job, but I find a lot of people They have anxiety because they don't know for sure if what they're doing is the right thing. So this helps give you peace of mind that a professional is looking after it for you, looking at all the angles and gives you that peace of mind that you are doing the right things, you are on the right track. And just in general, just another point where we see a need for, for full service planners, Paul, is just a lot of people, they reach a point in their lives of, complex, of complexity in their financial lives where they do benefit some professional advice. It can often be maybe a big life event. You get married, have your first kid, maybe you get an inheritance, your first big pay raise, or you just reach a point where there's OAS CPP planning for retirement income planning, a whole host of things where you're you're you've reached a point of financial complexity where just having a simple robo-advisor maybe doesn't
1: cut it anymore. It's like having a board of directors. That's why companies have boards of directors. They're objective people who are there to look at what you want to do and say, does this make any sense or not? That's why you have a coach. It's the same thing. Without that, you're almost certainly missing points. So really, the pros as I see it, if you want to spend your time on other things, your family, your business, your career, that allows you to do it. If you don't have the expertise And again, if you want to look and you should, if you're in a more complex situation, you want to look at the big picture. If you're not looking at taxes, you're losing out. If you're not doing planning and setting goals, you are losing out. If you're not looking at proper risk management, you will almost certainly lose out in the long run. Something will not work properly and you won't even know it, by the way. Yeah. So. I just want to make one point here and and that is that you want to be careful that if you're dealing with full service that you're getting someone with experience because you're going to be charged you're going to be paying a higher fee for the advice not necessarily for the investment management because it depends on what that advisor does but there's something called the 80-20 rule that some people may know and some people will not know is that is 20% of anyone in any career 20% Get it? Do eighty percent of the value, and there. In my experience: you want to make sure that you're dealing with someone who has experience, who's been through. You know, if you have a lot of money, you want someone who's been through several market downturns. You don't want a rookie. You want someone who's been there and seen it and done it, and that they have a team together for you, and they're going to do the job properly. Because I've seen it in the past where certain advisors. All right, so now let's talk about some of the the
2: negatives of financial planning. We just went over many of the benefits. And the first, I guess, is we've been over costs a lot. You're going to pay more. planners aren't the cheapest option. So we got to keep that in mind. There is a cost of what the service is provided, again, whether it's with the retirement planning, insurance planning, tax planning, estate planning, there are costs to that. Cause you don't get that. You don't get that at all at the do it yourself platforms, or you get very
1: minimal amount of that at the robo advisors. So there's a cost for that. Now, by that the way, lot. I let people know that the, the biggest time for a wealth advisor, a financial planner is not the investment advice because it's like a doctor. The doctor knows what prescriptions they don't have to do research. Neither does an experienced advisor. It's doing everything else. It's doing the planning. It's doing the tax research. It's yeah. spending time on these things. That's what is costly, but that's what adds massive value.
2: Yeah, that's that's right, Paul. Like In the right situation, again, there is an increased cost, but most people, they need it. They do get quite a bit of value in return for that cost. So in the right situation, it is well worth it. But now this kind of leads into another negative of, a, of full
1: okay. service planners. Which but is before that. before before we get into that, well, I just want to mention again, there's the cost of the advisor and there's the cost of the portfolio management. And the portfolio management can be very cost effective with a a full service advisor. So you want to separate the two things. Now, Will, you want to go on to the next thing? I think I know where you're going here.
2: Well, if you're hiring a planner and paying fees, you have to make sure that's actually a good planner and not all of them are good out there, Paul. We, we've heard about it from a lot of people. We, we hear stories. Yep. For example, if you're hire if you hiring a planner and all they do is throw you in a mutual fund and you never hear from them or maybe you hear from them once a year around RSP season when they remind you to, to make a contribution. You're, if that's the case, you're paying too much money for the advice. Well, you're paying for for services you're not getting. You might as well Absolutely. at point, go to a robo-advisor. Now, I, I'd encourage everyone to go back. It might be valuable. In episode 26, Paul, we spoke about how to know if your planner's earning their fees or not. So go back to episode 26, and that'll give you an idea of kind of some warning signs to look out for if, the, wow. if your planner is not earning their fees.
1: I'm impressed you remember that, William. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Again, simple thing. If you're paying fees, if you're getting service for them, you're probably getting good value. If you're not, you're wasting part of your money. Pretty yeah. simple. Why don't we go on to the next thing, which is just going to your local bank? I think I don't have the statistics, but I'm guessing a very good portion of people just go to their bank and it's the pros. It's convenient. You might know the people there. They're going to take on any account, you know, how small you are. You're starting out, you got a hundred bucks. They're going to open an account for you. And even a robo-advisor won't do that for you. Convenient. There's some advantages too, to have everything in one place. You know, you could have the same person who's doing your banking, the same person that does your investing, the same person that does your mortgages. And that can be a convenience for some people. Now, of course, the disadvantages of going to your bank, what we hear a lot is advisor turnover. Geez, I've dealt with an advisor at the bank. And then I show up and that person is gone. I got someone new. I don't like him as much. That's something we hear not infrequently. Generally, oftentimes the solutions are not objective. Often the banks now, they only deal with their own in-house products. So you're getting a limited selection. The fees are, are often hidden with it. They sell the mutual funds with hidden fees. And some people prefer to see exactly what they're spending their money on. So again, and you may generally, we found that often the advisors, of the bank, as they get better and experienced, they tend to move on. They go to the brokerage houses and so forth. So again, that's some of the pros and cons of dealing with the bank advisor. Now, so just in summary, today we talked about four different ways to get or manage your financial advice, the do-it-yourself route. We talked about the pros and cons there the robo advisor which is limited advice limited fees good solution for certain people not a good for others the full service wealth planning again you're getting everything done for you it gives you time great solution for some people but not for everyone and then going to the bank which again has its advantages and disadvantages so That's it. I think that's it pretty well for today, except i mentioned the next retirement straight talk with Paul and William, which will be out in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about at least five of the most expensive financial mistakes that are made by business owners. We're going to talk to business owners and we deal with a lot of business owners in our practice. A business owner can be an, if you're an incorporated business owner with one person or 20 people, you're a business owner. If you're an entrepreneur, you're not incorporated, but you run a business, you're a business owner. So stick around. We hope we, we see you for that episode. Okay. Thanks,
2: Paul. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you like the show, please like, share, and subscribe to us. For even more insightful insights, you can find us on both of our blogs or uh, connect with us on social media, and you'll find the links to all of those in the the show notes below. So thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you in a couple of weeks. Have a good one.
0: This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.